You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and how it plays out in our everyday life. In this episode, we're looking at how Christians should respond to gun violence. So as we're recording this, it's early April, and in the last couple of weeks, there have been two shootings that have taken place in Nashville and Louisville, where people have been killed and the shooter is dead. And and this just seems to happen again and again in our society. As Christians, how should we think about these things? What should our response be and what impact should that have on our day-to-day lives? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got the rest of our leadership team, Joe Coffey, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo. And our topic today is how should we as Christians respond to uh, recent gun violence? So there have been some uh, horrible events that have taken place both in Nashville a few weeks back and then in Louisville earlier this week where uh, we're recording this podcast in, in mid-April. So just recently after these things have taken place, uh, different shootings where people have died and the shooters are dead. And it seems like uh, whenever an event like this happens, which unfortunately seems to be more and more frequent, I'm always left wondering, okay, how do we process this as Christians? What kind of things should we think about? Is there anything we can't, what we should be doing, can do? Uh, that's kind of our starting point. How do we react to these things? First, as someone who was born and married there, it's Louisville. I was okay. going to comment First on that, all. too. Did you say Louisville? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. He did. Second, yeah. I don't know. Second, uh, second. It's in line with the spirit I, I, of the I podcast. Think, I think I would say that the maybe the, the starting point is that we as Christians have maybe lost something the Bible calls us to, and that is lament, you know, mourning. Um, being able to sit in the brokenness of our world and hate it and be sad over it. And, you know, in the Old Testament, when confronted with their sin or the sin of the nation, they would sit in sackcloth and ashes, you know, just a, a discomfort and a sign of brokenness. And they would just sit in it, right? It was just uh, meant to to kind of ponder, how did we get here? What are the steps we took to get here? I hate that we're here. Um, and I and I think the first move in a culture where we're so quick to run to our political corners or so quick to engineer a response, run to talking points, that maybe the the first move of the Christian should be to just kind of sit in our weeping. Yeah. How did we get to the point that people walk into schools and shoot children? How did we yeah. get to the point where... I'm not shocked anymore when the news is covering a mass shooting because they happen so frequently. Like, how did this become Absolutely. normal? Yeah. You know, and and not not for the purpose of assigning blame or or even coming up with solutions, but first saying, uh, I hate that this is true. Yeah, one of the things that just struck me since I've been uh, reading Ezra and Nehemiah uh, is when they are struck what what breaks the heart of God breaks their heart but they also take responsibility for what they are not individually responsible for you know we tend to be such yeah. individuals that I end up thinking I'm somehow disconnected from the violence in Nashville and so what I've started to do is to one apologize to God I'm so sorry this must break your heart that are that this is happening and uh and I'm sorry for our country and where where we have gone, what is happening inside the hearts of all of us. Uh, I just was have been struck by the corporate responsibility that somebody like Nehemiah had yeah. when Nehemiah was a good one. 
you right. know, yeah. and he was not disobeying yep. God at the time. Um, the other thing is, I, I think what Zach said is right. I think our our nation, our, we are used to instant solutions or instant advice and how to solve a problem or simplistic. Yeah, yeah. and the the problem is uh, so complex, so convoluted about where we are as a country and where a culture has to get to where that happens over and over again, where people walk into a school of all places and open fire. So um, I think we have to stay away from not just the political response uh, because political response is, it, it is the same thing. It's just trying to find a very simple solution to a very complex problem yeah. because that's what gets votes. Yeah. And part of that is I think, you know, the, the weeping and the mourning is an acknowledgement of uh the sadness and responsibility we all have for for where we are. I mean, I, a lot of times what happens is after a shooting and they start to work backwards, What, who's the shooter? And you realize it, that they were failed in a variety of ways. And that doesn't... Excuse them. Uh, yeah, it doesn't no, excuse no. or justify, but you realize they were bullied or they were ignored. They had mental health issues that people saw but didn't get involved in, right? And and I think that the the starting point after weeping and mourning is maybe an acknowledgement of our own inadequacy. And I think that's the thing yeah. is is that we run to the same talking points as though anyone really knows how to solve this problem. I mean, honestly, right. as though any of the proposed solutions we're 100% confident would solve this issue, as opposed to saying, uh, we have no idea. The problem is when you have a culture in which there is no higher authority than you. You have to have the answers. Whereas Christians, I think, would would say, uh, you know, God, we we don't know how to solve this. So so we're going to need some leadership and direction in a variety of ways, at a family level, on a societal level, on a church level, on a school level, because we, we, we don't have an answer for how to curb this kind of evil yeah. and this kind of violence, uh, a posture of humility, a yeah. posture of curiosity, a posture of uh, of receiving, rather than saying, uh, I know exactly how to fix it, we're going to pass this law, or I know exactly <laughs> what won't fix it, your stupid law, which tends to be the two talking points, versus saying, how, how about neither one of you have any answers? Because if, if any of us had a button you could push and make it school shootings been, go, yeah. we would have pushed it, yeah. right? We would have pushed it. So we don't, and I think acknowledging that would be a really healthy... Uh, starting point. And, and what's interesting is that both those things, weeping and mourning and acknowledging inadequacy, are spiritual. Yeah. They are primarily spiritual responses. And we, we we're losing that as a culture. So we jump straight to pragmatic. And recognizing once again how completely broken this world is can hopefully lead us to a desperation for God and for the hope that He has. I don't, I think as a, a parent, another place my mind goes to is just the reality that gun violence and where it's playing out can fill us with worry or fear when it comes to us having kids in schools. And, and how do we, how do we handle that? How do we respond to that? How do we parent even through that? Um, knowing it's something that's so out of our control. I mean, like the Bible tells us not to worry and to trust God, and you can try that with all your might, but yet it still is a reality that's hard to wrap our minds around. Yeah, it seems like there'd be two things as a parent. One is how you deal with your own fear mm-hmm. with your kids, and then how to help your kids process their 
uh, fear yeah. as at the level that whatever they are, wherever they are yeah, and how they're experiencing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I was curious, do you, have you talked to your, your kids about this sort of thing and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Any kind of processing that, that has taken place? I just, I mean, my kids are senior in high school and freshmen in college. So I think they, I mean, they definitely lived through it, lived through, they're doing the drills in school. So that's where I feel like I would engage in conversations, ask them how, does it make them feel scared that they're doing those drills? Um, I, I think to some extent, there still is a level of like, every kid is different, but I think they can sometimes feel like, well, that's not, that can't happen here. That can't happen here, which... I'm sure everybody. I'm sure everybody feels that way. So um, I didn't deal with my kids expressing significant fear or worry, but sending my kids to school the day after a big shooting happened was always something that I know filled me with concern and anxiety at times. And so I think acknowledging that and bringing that to the Lord, there's no quick solution again for that, just like there isn't for the whole scenario, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that as Christians, when we think about the the shootings, I, again, I just want to press on the responsibility we all have to love our neighbor. I mean, I, I think the, you know, in, in our line of work, we're often talking about lead indicators and lag indicators, and lag indicators are things we can't control, right? Lead indicators are things that we do that actually produce outcomes. That's pretty familiar language in the business world. I feel like every time a school shooting happens, we're asking, how do we keep this from happening? But maybe the right conversation is, what could we have done in this particular person's life? Ten years ago. A year ago, five years ago, eight years ago, whether, I mean, again, whether it is changing the conversation around mental health Mm -hmm. and the stigma about it, whether it's turning, uh, turning a blind eye to abusive home situations, whether it is... Loving the awkward kid, that's, at, at, yeah. you know, volunteering in student ministry and looking for the kid who's hanging out in the corner that doesn't seem engaged, dealing with bullying yep. in schools and church environments, not saying boys will be boys or that's normal part of life, but like leaning into it. I, I feel like these are things that if if we could work against bullying, Absolutely. if yeah. we could destigmatize mental health, if if we could learn to love and raise a generation of kids that are looking for kids on the outskirts and pulling them in instead of of gaining popularity through cheap shots of these kids, we actually could potentially move the needle on this issue. We're looking at the wrong things, I think, a lot of times because it's easier to say, oh, the problem is in Washington or the problem is Columbus and they need to pass these laws versus saying, hey, I I need to give a little time to invest in 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 children who are not my own. I need mm-hmm. to sit down and have a conversation with my kids about are they being How bullied? Are they, or are being, they being bullied? Right. I need to talk to them about finding the kid on the margins and 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 loving that kid. I I need to work to destigmatize mental health. I need to these are things we can all do that collectively and this is an area I think for Christians to lead. Uh, yeah. you know, well, historically absolutely. that's the way Christianity has impacted Changed the things. world. That's right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And I just wonder what would happen in some of these shooters' lives if if uh, a church had been able to love them. Yeah. If Christian kids had said, I'll sit by you on the bus. They felt seen, I will take a stand heard, yep. for you. I will. I just wonder. Who knows? I don't know. But those are much easier steps to take. We can start doing that today. 
than having these gigantic political conversations that seem to be a lot of talking that never goes anywhere, really. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think we each need to take ownership of the societal things that are very real, you know, the the normalization of violence, the, the, all these things that we participate in that perpetuate this culture and, uh, and, and start saying, well, what if I didn't participate in that? What if that changed? Could we change these things? You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.